Welcome to Movement 8's podcast, The Road to CIO. I'm here with Alan Walters, who is a fractional and interim CIO, uh, and we're going to discuss the uh, the road to CIO and your personal journey uh, to that C-level, Alan. So great to have you here. Thanks, Rick, and uh, thanks very much for speaking with me. It's uh, an opportunity to talk, talk and chew the fact that I don't get very Working uh, as an interim and fractional uh, CIO, uh, on the permanent um, side of things, but transitioned um, just shortly after the lockdown and, and, and all that COVID and coronavirus challenges into a, a more consultative role. Uh, basically, I reached that time in, in my working life where I was ready to do it and I'm fortunate to be financially independent and therefore able to do it so I can I can work on that that basis uh, to whoever wants me. I, I work in affiliation with a, a, a resource agency called iTech Know How and they pool together people like me with long a number of years in IT, hopefully not too long with too long with the greatness of a beard <laughs> uh, and that they provide introductions and an extra administrative resource and a little bit of technical competence as well alongside me as the face and along with a number of others in the pool perfect well it's it's great to be uh, great to be chatting to you today um uh, and as always this session is really about that journey for you personally uh, and how you adapted and, and and evolved as you went through uh as, as you've gone through your career so just give us a quick uh, a quick rundown of your journey into into the CIO role and how it all kind of came about for you. So I wouldn't necessarily say it snowballed, but it certainly picked up momentum in the in the later part of my working life. My first role, I was lucky enough to get straight out of university. Well, gosh, more than three decades ago, uh, and that was for Lucas Industries. Sadly, an organisation that's no longer with us, but a big player in the Midlands where I now live. At the time, I wasn't living in the Midlands, and I, and I, I naively thought, oh, I'll go there for a couple of years, and then I'll see where it takes me. And I ended up settling in the Midlands and taking that particular job. It was their, their IT manager job. Uh, they call it systems manager. Uh, and, yeah. and I did that for just over eight years. Uh, and that really set my path from then onwards, such that I took a number of other roles throughout my working life over the following, not quite so many as three decades, but getting close to two and a half. And in that time, I did a, um, a consultancy role where I was working as an implementation consultant for an ERP software house called Winman. And that's where I really cut my teeth in understanding manufacturing businesses in particular, but also distribution and logistics, uh, lots of different sectors within that rather wide umbrella term called manufacturing. So that's companies in um, textiles, in electronics, a company that, that made toys, a company that, that made uh, just Christmas puddings and associated foods of that that like. Um, and a wide variety of different industry sectors. There was nuclear in there at one point, uh, and that each of those had their different su subtle but but different issues around that. And that's where I got deep understanding of ERP systems in particular. They were called MRP2 back in those days, so that's really showing my age. <laughs> um, ERP emerged during the time that I worked for that software house, Winman. Um, and after that time working with Winman for Winman and meeting so many different clients, I realised that actually I, I, I much more enjoyed being on the other side of the fence rather than on the supplier side. 
I liked being actually on the on the, the, the purchaser, the consumer side, the customer side. And, and I, I transitioned and worked for um, a company in the metals industry. Um, they were then called Apollo Metals and were subsequently purchased by the ThyssenKrupp Group, big German multinational. Yeah. And I stayed with them a number of years uh, and um, grew the IT team there whilst I, whilst I was in that role. A whole series of different tasks. There was um, at one point there was um, outsourcing, then there was insourcing, all to do with various drivers around uh, business pro, uh, business priorities at the time. Uh, a huge number of different projects, as you can expect over the or nearly 12, 13 years that I was at that particular role with various changes to the team and different responsibilities that I had. And I ended up at the time that I left that particular role, um, I ended up um, with a team of, uh, it was 14 people at the end of that. I mean, mm. started with, with uh, no team at all and it was all outsourced. So it, right. it, it kind of uh, cha- changed quite dramatically in that time. Uh, and I ended up having responsibility for 23 different business units at the peak. So that, again, gave a lot of variety and scope, plenty of travel. They were um, pan-European as, as well as pan-Asian. Um, so Australia, China, India out in, in the Far East um, and various um, EU sites around Europe. Um, no, non Good grounding around really, I suppose, the business facing side of things so that the the first part of my journey would have been uh, uh, straight out of, of university, got a degree. Now, what do I do? The, the second part, as I mentioned a moment ago, going into soft software house and really understanding technology at quite a deep level. I did some programming, quite a bit of system analysis and design. And that that led, as I mentioned, most lastly in this conversation, to the ThyssenKrupp Group, and that gave me really a strong grounding in business. So I, I was fortunate to then be offered an opportunity to join a, a company called Witten Group. They um, previously were part of Wagon, again, a much larger name in the Midlands, sadly no longer in existence anymore. And, and Witten Group were, were all that left as a phoenix rising from the ashes almost from that Wagon Group. Um, And I joined them as their group IT director in 2018, so five years ago or so. Uh, Sadly, with the downturn associated with COVID, they weren't able to retain my skills. And there was a a big cutback in workforce and all of the IT initiatives that I was brought on for. Um, I got around about half to two thirds the way through the set of initiatives that I'd drawn up. So drawing on that business experience that I'd had at the ThyssenKrupp Group, I was able to join Witten Group and help them to sort out some challenges that they had. Uh, in particular, they, they'd gone through a series of consolidations and mergers uh, and that they needed a, a way to consolidate and merge the IT. Uh, that's IT personnel, IT technologies as well, the core systems, the ERP systems, they needed some strategy around that too. Uh, so I helped them to develop that and then oversee the teams that, that implemented it. So that brings me to um, about 2020. Uh, sadly, as I say, that's the heart of the the COVID downturn. Uh, yeah. Their cash flow was very, very tight, and they, they couldn't any longer afford the, either the projects I was leading or or the person myself who was leading them. Uh, so I, I left and went freelance in 2020. Uh, and uh, you know, I haven't looked back since. I suppose I, I've enjoyed being able to be my own boss. I, I have my own consultancy entity. Um, it's called Think First Consultancy Limited. And I operate, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast interview, that I operate in consultation with um, iTech Know How, a Midlands-based um, 
resource agency and yeah. that that brings me broadly up to date the, the 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 role that i did most recently working as a um freelance interim it director or cio was um not in manufacturing and distribution as i was talking about previously but actually in the uh, property management um, and housing management services sector so a completely different sector uh, and that was where i was able to successfully convince them as a client to take me on because i had broad and wide skills by that point both mm. in the business facing side of things and in the technology facing side having done a whole raft of different implementations cloud systems and networks and and cyber security in particular they were very interested in wanting to get some advice on uh, and, I, and I did that contract and that came to an end last year. And currently um, I'm working on um, some issues here in my own homestead. I'm, I'm fortunate to run a property management system of my own. Jim Park gave me the conversation with okay. the, the previous client, um, client called Pinnacle Group. Uh, and the property management is keeping me ticking over while I wait for the next um, opportunity. I'm a little bit of a, of a unicorn hunter in that regard. I'm looking for what fits best for me rather than just taking the first um, opportunity that comes along. And that broadly brings me up to date. So a journey that started almost by accident in IT management as straight yeah. up university with a, a high reputation uh, business, Lucas Group, and then a, a consultancy services software house role, moving into the business side then as an IT director at Dyson Krupp, and then an IT director at the Witten Group. Um, and that brings me to the consultancy bit that I now do in a slightly different way. Yeah, and and throughout that 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 journey, which you know, as you say, really seems to have uh, seems to have accelerated over the last over the last few years. Throughout that journey, have you always had an eye on that kind of IT director CIO role, or is it is it just morphed into into that as you've as you've gone through your career and perhaps changed companies and moved into more senior positions as you've gone through i i think yes i've always had the eye on it with the asterisk exception of that time i spent at the software house which i thoroughly enjoyed by the way but it was quite quite different and i fancied trying the other side of the fence as it were for a period and in no way was that a mistake i enjoyed it thoroughly learned a great deal but a great deal of understanding of the deeper technology aspects of IT rather than just from the, should we say, the user side and, and the procurement side and, and managing it rather than implementing it. Uh, and that that was the the my uh, journey in the wilderness for a, for, a, for a short period to borrow a metaphor. But yeah. that, that actually didn't really change my long term aspirations, which was really. A summer vacation job during my university years in the late um, 1980s and I, I can remember I still remember it now meeting the IT director of that company it was a company called John Brown Engineering based in central London and, and I met the IT director and I thought I want your job and obviously uh, still wet behind the ears at the time yeah. I, I, no way <laughs> God's earth I could have done anything remotely close to the sort of thing that that guy did but I had my eye on the prize even at that early stage and um, whilst it's uh, been a, a long time getting there at certain stages actually yeah. it's been um, fascinating and driven really from that first insight. That's incredible so, so so many so many CIOs IT directors that I talked to kind of didn't really didn't really have that as the end goal until they got to a certain 
till they got to a certain point in their career where they actually thought, actually, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I can do this. So I almost kind of um, affirmation that, that that they could get to get get to that uh, IT director or CIO role. So it's really interesting to hear that you had that aspiration right from right from the start. And and obviously being a being a wet behind the ears twenty uh, something. Um, how did you how did you go about picking up the skills that you needed to needed to learn to 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 I guess you know hit hit the the kind of the goals that you wanted, which I you know hit, get to CIO and IT director level. So so as I mentioned earlier, I, I did a degree. It was in electronic and electrical engineering. So I clearly a technology facing degree with a high IT component in it, even even there, even though it was actually actually an engineering degree. But I I, I learned as I learned that I, I was very good at understanding what the technology does and doesn't do, where its challenges and benefits lie, and then making decisions around implementing it and implementing it without hopefully too many pitfalls along the way. Um, they do say that 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 um experience is something you you gain while making mistakes and mistake is something you acquire while while gaining experience i'm sure i made the, the a few mistakes on the way no 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 real bloopers i must say but 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 still that's part of the learning exercise and i found that i've tremendously enjoyed understanding and getting to grips with technologies and that really has been the thread throughout my working career that that actually much as i wanted to be the person making the decisions hence the aspiration really from a young age to want to be an it director or a cio uh, I, I nonetheless was keen to to earn my stripes rather than to come in just purely helicoptered in with somebody who's read a textbook that, that really wouldn't be any good to me or, or to any organizations i worked for so the light bulb moment was there um but the skills that i learned to answer your specific question Really, that's all about the technologies that came in front of me. So a lot of time listening, um, a lot of time learning how to learn in terms of going to market, meeting with suppliers, meeting with other um, people who've implemented similar technologies to learn what they have adopted um, so that I could actually equip myself with the proper understanding to then go to the relevant budget holders, um, much as I held a budget as an IT leader. It, it wasn't mm -hmm. always that, that way. And say, look, we need to implement this. This is what we need. It's going to cost us some money, but look at all these benefits, and we know how to do it and do it well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and is there is there a time or or, or is there a stage in your career where you can look back on and say, you know, in hindsight, what piece of advice could you could you have given to yourself that might have, I don't know, changed changed that path a little bit. Not that you'd want to change anything, I'm assuming, but, but you know, perhaps, perhaps accelerated it all. I think probably the, 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 if I had to boil it down to talk to one individual thing, um, I would say trust your instincts, um, which is not to say that I have some arrogance or hubris around making decisions and nobody else knows better than I. Far from it. But my instinct can often be go and find out something. Go and ask somebody. Uh, you, you, this looks expensive. It probably is. This looks like it's much more time consuming than the software house is, is advising. And it's going to take three times as long to implement because they don't understand all the internal piece uh, and understand that those instincts are very often right. And even when they're not, still follow them because it'll unearth and, and prove that they're not. 
rather than just hope, oh, well, I'm sure it'll be all right. Because all too often, if you've got a niggle in the back of your head, that niggle needs to be you know, addressed. You can't just say, oh, I expect we'll bluster through. That's not yeah. going to butter any parsnips. We need to make sure that we get all of our um, issues addressed rather than just what the software vendor thinks we should, for example. Yeah. So yeah, trust the instincts. Yeah, and I um I saw uh, saw I can't remember who or, or or unfortunately I can't can't credit them uh, in this, but but I saw somebody post something on LinkedIn the other day that said your your gut is data, uh, you know that gut instinct gives it does give you does give you some some you know meaningful data for you to for you to explore, I guess. Um, yes, sure. And and then. When you when you started in your career, obviously systems systems manager still very much kind of an operational IT role. Um, uh, at what point did you feel that you'd evolved into a business leader? How did you become more strategic? And and, uh, and then what were the changes in mindset that you needed to work on? Uh, and how did you make that um, uh, make that journey? I suppose I became a, um, a, a little impatient with some of the decisions that were being made by others and, and you know, chomping at the bit to actually go go into a role where I could make those decisions or at least have a stronger influence around the table. The, 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 the mindset thing didn't happen instantly. It, it evolved over time uh, and that actually um, what as I got a, a bigger and bigger mass of knowledge and understanding under my belt and properly between my ears, so that I could really talk with confidence about it. As that became the case, the more I was convinced that actually the right role for me was putting that into practice rather than giving information to others for others to decide. I wanted to use that information and knowledge to to actually make the decisions myself. Orbit, I have to bring people on the journey. You can't do it in isolation. It's no good yeah. implementing a brand new ERP system without having a whole raft of senior staff and indeed middle ranking and junior staff following that journey. To speaking with conviction and knowledge and making sure that that they accept that the logic is there so mindset would be a, an evolving thing for me I think where I realized it was the right the right move for me yeah okay and um in terms of that 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 shift in mindset and that and that evolution to it um obviously you've worked in you've worked in different industry sectors uh, and and you've worked um from when IT was viewed very, very differently to the way that it is uh, to the way that it is it is now. So, have you constantly had to keep keep adapting and keep yourself kind of um, up to speed? Is the wrong phrase, but I think you could kind of get where I'm going with it. You know, it's not a case of you just learn how to be a business leader. You go into a different industry sector, and then there are other challenges that you need to pick up. So, do you find that a kind of constant evolution? I think if you're not learning, you're standing still, particularly in IT. So I am always learning stuff, both at a technical level, but much more commonly in a in a business facing side of things. So it's to understand what the applications are for a given technology and a, a given system, and also what the, the overarching challenges are for businesses in the wider sense. You know, cyber security is all well and good talking about you know, firewalls and antivirus systems and secure um, edge systems. That's great. But actually, what is it that the, the businesses are facing? You know, how many times are, the, are they getting ransomware attacks and how many times are they actually falling for the phishing 
attempts that come through via emails. These are more business-facing issues, albeit with a technology leaning. So that the, the the learning piece continues. Um, however, what I don't do any longer is get right into the nuts and bolts of it. So I'm not the one doing the programming. I'm not the one with a you know, downloaded in instance of whichever piece of software and, and figuring out which server to implement it on or which cloud-based system to connect onto. Uh, that's not me. Much as I can do it, uh, I'm not the best yeah. person in Scrum to do that. Yeah, and 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 that's um, you know sometimes that's the most difficult challenge for people, isn't it? Is stepping away, stepping away from the technology and into that business leader role. You you don't, you know, you you don't get that day to day interaction with technology, and some people some people struggle a little bit with uh, with that. Um, you you mentioned something earlier, which I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, ask you ask you in more detail about now you said you never made made any whoppers of, of mistakes i think it was so so i always i always ask uh people who, who who join me for these sessions to uh to tell me what went wrong what went wrong along the way whether it's a personal thing or or whether it is uh you know a, a huge it issue or whether what, what's what's the biggest mistake that you felt that you've made and, and how did you uh, how did you rectify it and how did you learn from it most importantly yeah, like i said earlier it, it, you know mistakes are what you get when, when you're gaining experience so i've certainly had some um probably the one that stands out in my mind would have been one of the nearly 50 erp implementations i've done over my working life wow. <laughs> and I, and I, won't, I won't single out and say which company it was because that would be wrong yeah. and embarrassing and and not necessary for the point that, that i need to make and at that time, my instincts, I talked about trust in the instincts. My instincts were that we were not ready to go live, but that the business was pushing extraordinarily hard to nonetheless do so. And I acquiesced and I said, OK, we will go live with this ERP implementation. It had a high amount of complexity. It wasn't just a, a lift and shift or just a, a simple rollout to another business unit that operated identically. It, it, it had its significant differences. And I allowed myself to be persuaded to go live and we should not have done so. And as a result of that, we had not a dreadful amount of pain, but more pain than we should have done. Mm. Um, and they do say that, that the large-ish ERP implementations, many of which I've done, some of which have been smaller, um, that, that, that they typically come with, you know, two to three months worth of uh, challenges, should we say. Uh, this went on a little bit longer than that and it shouldn't have done and it needn't have done. If I'd have dug my heels in, as my instinct said, and said, no, we're not actually ready. By all means, overall, if you want, you know, you're the chief executive, it's your call, but be aware, this is what's going to happen if you do it. Mm. And actually your, your your time will be far better preparing than actually mopping up in the yeah. end of mopping up. Okay, we, we, we lived and we learned, and I learned to be much more robust in my advice to the, tech, to the um, management leadership and say, yeah. this is the way it is. You can still decide to go ahead if there's an imperative, I don't see the imperative myself. You decide ultimately, but you do so against my advice. Yeah, and and that um, as you've you've mentioned it a couple of times, that that gut instinct of you you kind of know the you know the consequences <laughs> of what's about to uh, what's about to happen. Like, yeah, um, I kicked myself because I knew I knew that's what was going to happen. Yeah, and I did yeah. I did voice it. Of course, I voiced it at the time, but I didn't voice it loud enough. That that's my regret, if you like, in that that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but then 
you know, and you, 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 as you go through your career, you learn, uh, you learn that that's, you know, that's something that you need to press on uh, as and when, as and when that situation arises. Um, yeah, I hadn't done all 48 of the implementations by then, but I was probably halfway yeah. through that list. So I had plenty right, okay. of experience to draw upon. It wasn't like my first ERP implementation and I was just being nervous and I wasn't really sure. I knew uh, yeah. and, and I just should have been louder. Yeah. Um, well, you still still have another uh, twenty five or so to, uh, to 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 get right after that. So, um, most most people who uh, most people who get to uh, exec level, C level, uh, IT director level, whatever it might be, have some have some support, some help, some mentorship, or whatever it might be along the way. Um, what what support did you seek out to? I, I guess get yourself to to where you needed to be so certainly in the latter years i've joined a number of it leadership groups there's a particular one uk it leaders big shout out to those guys and girls um really really beneficial as a way to sound out some of the ideas and queries that i've got to ask for technical advice to recommend products and suppliers Uh, and and i've certainly tapped into that wider community i mentioned itech know-how who i've joined as a as a one of their pooled resource uh, team mm-hmm. members and they also have that same backup so that i think a, a wise person learns when to actually seek advice and seek extra technical input if only sometimes just to validate what you've already pretty much decided back to those instincts again already decided you think you want to do well, well let's just validate that it doesn't take us very much effort let's you know stop and smell the coffee hang in a minute let's just just check that this is right so certainly um learning to tap into those resources has been a benefit to me and that's where i've found my biggest benefit i think yeah and and did you did you kind of purposefully go and seek uh particularly the the, the it uh, it leaders network did you purposefully go and and, and seek that out uh, so yeah. that you knew you had that had that in place yeah and uh, particularly as i'm now a freelancer I don't have the yeah. you know the, the opposite peer numbers perhaps in a wider group of companies like when I was at the Tissen Krupp group there were there were various IT direct directors for each sort of silo within the business and I could talk to my opposite numbers but working as a freelancer I didn't have that and I realized that I needed that particular backup not because I lacked in confidence or knowledge but because I just wanted sometimes to validate and occasionally yeah. it save yeah. some time rather than going out and doing research from a sort of first principles. I can tap somebody on the shoulder metaphorically and say, you've done this before. Um, what 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 can you advise? Yeah, perfect. Look, um, Alan, thank you very much for uh, sharing sharing your journey to the uh, to CIO role. It's been fascinating to hear about it. So thanks very much for your time. Thanks ever so much for speaking with me, Rick. I'm-